0: Mitchell J. Rabin, and we're very glad that you're joining us again today. Today we're going to be continuing with the series that we've been doing rather rigorously and vigorously lately, which has to do with a very, very time-sensitive matter regarding what we feel is the defrauding of the last U.S. election held on November 8th. Defrauding, you say? Well, yes. It's been all over the news, in case you've missed it. The Russians were said by our CIA, FBI, and 15 other intelligence agencies to have hacked into our election results and skewed it in the direction of one particular candidate over the others. Well, this is hardly fair. And if you actually think through the ramifications of this, it suggests that the Russians, a foreign power, would have therefore been the ones to, in this case, select the next president, and in fact, even the entire Congress, because they were influencing the vote in favor of the president and his, in this case, party. Well, that ain't fair. That isn't just, and it's not legal. So as a result of these facts that have been established by our, our, our highest intelligence agencies in the country who have given briefs to the sitting president now, President Obama, as well as to the president-elect and you know, lifted up their skirts, so to speak, to show the facts and the figures of this hack and how far it went some of the details some of many of the details cannot be revealed and unless you know computer lingo you're not going to understand it anyway with x's and y's and a's and b's and ones and zeros you're not going to understand it's like understanding a genetic code or something and but the facts have been revealed as best they can be shared with lay people and it's been clear that not only did the russians in were involved in hacking into the election, infiltrating, invading, whatever words you want to use, some of which have greater legal weight than others, but all meaning the same basic thing, it looks like it goes all the way up to the very top of the Russian government, in this case, Vladimir Putin. Very interesting. Who apparently wanted very much to disrupt Democratic electoral electoral process in the United States as well as select like it was an a la carte menu his choice for president. So there has been appropriately an outrage on the level of the American people who have sat by to watch this happen and not watch see the president of the United States stand up for the Constitution which has been violated and it is his solemn oath to uphold that very Constitution, but it is not being upheld. Well, the same oath of office was taken by the members of Congress to, that is, uphold the Constitution. And not a one, nary a one, has actually stood up to protect the Constitution either. This is alarming. And so, again, it comes to the people themselves to rally together and do something about it. And there is a group we refer to as voice of millions very appropriately so because anyone who hears about this immediately says of course why are the politicians doing something about it? Why isn't this being discussed in the media? Why why why? Well we don't have full answers to that we have speculation but we have action And on today's show, we have several of the people all interestingly named Jane Doe in one way or another, most of them, uh, who have actually filed petitions, motions, to stay the current process of the transition to the inauguration of a new president. Because we say that this particular election, has been defrauded, and can no longer stand for uh, the American people. It would not have been us who put the next president and Congress into office, but rather a foreign governments, and not only any foreign government, although any government, it would not work out, uh, but in fact an adversarial one. So this is fraught. I mean, it's like the most intense soap opera you've ever seen. And we are here today to discuss some of this and some of the experience that people have had in actually standing up for the U.S. Constitution and for democracy at large and its integrity in our country. So to start, I'd like to invite Dr. Kelly Senholtz, who is the first person who actually walked into federal court in Denver to submit this stay. So, Kelly, welcome back to a Better World. A pleasure to have you on again. Tell us about what your experience was. Oh, it is amazing.
1: (laughs) I, I was nervous and excited I know that as a citizen, we have a right to petition our government, and as I sat for the several weeks now, watching everybody normalize an absolutely unnormal situation, I just couldn't sit there without acting. I see this behavior as truly the end of our country, for the very basis. The core of our country is the ability of the citizens to vote for and in that way direct our leaders. It appears that as Princeton University first reported in 2014, statistically we're an oligarchy because the will of the people is not reflected in the laws and rules which are passed. We have known that now for years. But the gall of our leaders to ignore the fact that the voters have not been represented in this election and move along as if nothing is wrong really tells us how they feel about the Americans' part in our electoral process
0: well put it's exactly it's it's nothing short than alarming. It's not only just frightening, it's alarming because they are in complete defiance of their electoral role and duty.
2: You have
1: said that well, and it's almost as if this has been under the radar, like they all knew they could ignore us for quite a long time, but this is a blatant, outward ignoring of the will of the american people and they're willing to say that the election was hacked they're willing to say that putin did it with the intention of electing trump president they're willing to say he was successful at it but for some reason they're unwilling to easily and simply address the problem
0: Isn't that amazing? I mean, you're a doctor. You're an emergency room doctor, in fact. Can you imagine someone wheeling in a patient from a gun wound that happens, say, on the street and you as the doctor look and say, yes, indeed. That bullet looks very close to the heart. Hmm. Next patient. (laughs) Unfortunately, it seems like there's a a scary parallel. There is a scary parallel. Ex ex CIA former CIA operative Bob Bear, who we had on the show uh, just about a week ago, uh, actually used that type of analogy to describe. He said, "There's a corpse dead in the streets and people are simply ignoring it. I mean, what kind of outrage should be sparked and elicited from something like that by the American people?" No, your point. And is I would well further
1: made, that a, a, a talking point has been used on the television repeatedly on all the stations, which makes you know they've coordinated it. That no votes were changed, so we can move along. And the, that is, first of all, it's frankly untrue. We know how votes were changed and why they were changed. So there, there's absolutely credible evidence and thought process to understand that actual votes were changed. Actual votes were changed by the behavior of Russian hackers. And I want to say that really clearly because for some reason, everyone is trying to brush this over and gloss it over, and that is simply
0: untrue. Interesting. You know, you could say that there are layers to what has this whole hack job that we're referring to. And uh, the corruption of this past vote have many sources, actually. We've got domestic sources of votes, for instance, in Detroit, just literally being thrown out by the thousands. And Greg Pallast at uh he details what he saw when he went up there. Dr. Jill Stein, who called publicly for the recount, raised money to do so for Michigan, I believe Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, before some of the judges simply would not allow it, which must give us pause in itself, uh, also encountered flagrant um, this disharmony was the word, of related to the voting and the legality and the ethics of the voting process that she encountered as well. Others have also done this kind of homework including a gentleman we had on the show, Brian Fox, who's a, a, a computer technician, and Brent Turner as well saw numerous irregularities they spoke about on the show. So additional to the CIA... Additional to the FBI, additional to fifteen other intelligence agencies who have their footprint in all of this all say that there are there was the hacking of the DNC there was hacking of the rNC there was the disclosure of of emails in a particularly peculiar way by Wikileaks uh, that states that they did not receive the Leaked emails from the Russians. There was no big deal. An intermediary, no big deal. Happens all the time. That way, they don't have to say they got it from the Russians themselves. So there was the hacking on one hand, and the the leaking of of private emails, which were used strategically to turn one candidate uh, against. You know, um, to increase the popularity of one. A candidate over another and then there was the actual hacking of the votes themselves in a way with today's technology so sophisticated that like invisible ink you write it you see it and then it's gone your comments
1: yes they there it has been An unbelievable process learning about the voting system speaking to principals all over the country who understand the vulnerabilities of our voting system but more simply I would like to say that the fact that voter rolls we know 200,000 people were removed from voter rolls those voters had to show up and were given a provisional ballot Provisional ballots are thrown out at a much higher rate than regular ballots. So the fact that those voters whose names were hacked by Russians had their votes thrown out is the smoking gun that votes were changed.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So we really know that. We really know that. So you have been playing a very key role here, Kelly, in uh, announcing that there is a bullet wound through the heart of America and I very much appreciate that as do other Americans across the country
2: in what
0: you've been doing using social media, your platform, your blog and announcing to the world what's going on and currying interest by educating people in what is going on and uh, really the country has a lot to uh, be grateful for to you for the actions that you've been engaging here. I'd like oh, to thanks. turn to uh, our other guests today who have been deeply involved as well in this uh, in this uh, people's movement here. And we have several Janes on. I don't think I've ever had so many Janes on before. Uh, one is named Jane Doe One, who is involved in moving forward in this process of, of uh, going into federal court and presenting this. Would you, um, Jane Doe, one, if you know who you are, please stand up and uh, come forward. Hello, do you know your names? Do you know your names? Okay. Uh, These filings occurred in three different locations across the country. One, San Francisco, one in Denver, Kelly, was involved in that filing, and one in Boston in federal courts in each of these respective locations. So please, if one of you, you can all jump in at the same time, jump into the pool, and uh, then we'll we'll uh, dry ourselves off from there. Please, if someone well, would... I'm Jane Doe, number two. Okay. Hi, Jane Doe, number, number two. You're looking fantastic. Speak up, please. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um
2: I come from Massachusetts, so my filing was in Boston. And tell me, I mean, have you been
0: involved in this kind of action before?
2: Um, Not something at this scale. I I have been active in in politics or at least in community uh, community action for many, many years. And in this situation, I just felt um, that... So many people around me were just ex- dismayed by the result of the election, but just accepting it and saying, well, we'll fix it later. And I just cannot sit by and let what I believe is an illegal election stand. Mm-hmm. So I felt mm-hmm. a need to take action.
0: Interesting. And, and I before you up... heard – no, please go on.
2: Well, I just wanted to give a shout-out because I don't think I would have had – known what the mechanism to act would have been without particularly Kirsten Elaine Martin, who is a longtime friend and colleague. And, you know, I know she's been working with Kelly and with Gerald Sanders and with you. So uh, my Uh gratitude is to all of you.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Well, and we have a a great debt of gratitude as well to Kirsten, who is also on the line yes. with us today, and has been a guest on the show before, and is playing a truly key role as well in in moving this whole thing forward. So, interestingly, if I may ask you, um, pardon the intimacy Jane Doe, too, but if I could ask you, uh, once you saw that there was a mechanism, after feeling the way you felt about the injustice inherent in knowing that there had been a hacked election. And everybody simply turning a blind eye to it, like the President of the United States, who you would think yeah. would be the greatest upholder of the Constitution. Next is Congress. Nobody's saying a word. Everybody's just bitching and moaning and pointing the finger to the Russians and wanting more and more sanctions, but not looking at the vote itself. Were you, so you were there disgruntled, but yet without a place to turn.
2: Well, yes. as, I mean, throughout this, it's been really through Kirsten. I mean, first focusing on the electoral college, and then when that was not successful – well, no, before that was even the recount, and I, that yeah. was Jill Stein and getting very excited about the possibility that those three states um, might show a different result. But
0: Through yeah, a recount. And looking yeah. at the
2: electoral college, you know, I would just – Frame the, the Congress actions even slightly differently, but worse, which is someone like John McCain who can say this is a cyber nine eleven and still not take an action. That well, is, that was Mike uh, that, Morrell,
0: former CIA director. But so Senator McCain was, called Mr. it McCain, an act of war.
2: Thank you. Okay. Well, I appreciate sure. that clarification. But I'm oh, sure. still my point being, it <clears> wasn't that he's he's been silent. He's he can make a statement as. Um, strongly as that and not follow it up with what are we going to do besides sanction Russia and Russia you know exactly. to write this wrong we need to have an election that everybody can be, feel confident is fair as you mentioned
0: very good very good i really appreciate your your feedback and your sharing with us here uh let me just ask one other question if i may here jane um, and Jane, by the way, also stands for Just a New Election. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Just a that New Election. That was very election. clever, whoever came up with that. Yeah. Very clever, very clever. So it sounds like I'm speaking to the woman Jane. But in fact, <laughs> I'm speaking to the whole generic subject of a new new vote. you That's what you're standing for, in, in effect, uh, with yeah. your name Jane Doe as plaintiff. So that's... That's excellent. Um, how did you feel once you kind of took the bull by the horns and began to act on behalf of your own conscience here?
2: Um, I would say I, I feel, I, I, the first word that came to mind was courageous. And then, but then I don't really feel like I needed to, to feel so afraid. I feel like I stand on the shoulders of so many people who have stood for righteousness and what's just and have risked a lot to put their lives on the line sometimes. I mean, I'm not anywhere near that point, but I feel
0: uh, like I am part yes. of a long of people who have have fought for what's right. I mean, you live in Boston, right? So this is like another example expression of the Boston Tea Party.
2: <laughs> I
0: guess. Yeah.
2: I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. I was
0: <laughs> Me neither, until just now, I just realized. <laughs> anyway,
2: thank you for your activity. I wonder if your it's on for show today, yes. because I have received through email a frequently asked questions, and that leads to uh, actions people can take. Is, is one of the other speakers going to be addressing what we're hoping people
0: listening to this show will do as a result of, of well, yes, listening? Yes, but since you're speaking, if you have a particular uh, couple of uh, action points, please share right now, and then we'll...
2: We'll, well, I reiterate. know
0: that the people who are um,
2: driving this have gone to great expense, and there are other expenses um, that they face that would be anybody who could contribute to the GoFundMe campaign would be a huge um, help. And I'm trying to remember what GoFundMe new election, I think, is the name of the
0: campaign. Yeah, I think it's uh, – Kelly, Do you, would you share that with us?
1: Yes, it's GoFundMe slash new election. And we are grateful beyond measure for all the five and ten and twenty dollar donations that Americans have made. Thank you so much because it helps That's us awesome.
2: to uh cover costs.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So
2: Kelly well,
0: like action- be I'm sorry, say that again.
2: Well, since Kelly's on, I'm not sure I should be the one, you know, listing the actions, but I know that um, I'll ask, I believe you're hopeful that people will file in federal district courts in other parts of the country and continue to put pressure on on the court system to make a ruling. Yes, yes and I want yes. to say
1: that we are not lawyers. We can't give yes. legal advice, and what we did do is to share extensively what we have done and to let people know that as citizens they have the right to petition their court to overthrow this illegal election and encourage them to join together in groups to help cover costs and to move forward as their heart desires.
0: Beautiful. And their heart moves them. And I would just want to change the word overthrow to stay <laughs> the motion uh, <laughs> which means to <laughs> to uh, basically uh, an inge- it's called declarative relief, which means that, in fact, let me quote our not lawyer but drafter Gerald Sanders here, if I have it correctly, basically it's a constitutional position of changing, uh, resulting in the election being stopped because it does not rise to the conditions articulated in Amendment 12, Article 2, and I believe even Section 1. So anybody, any of our constitutional lawyers listening can, of course, uh, confirm or deny (laughs) that statement. But it would be interesting to get some feedback on that anyway. But that is, in fact, what we're doing. We are declaring here that the actions that have uh, have taken place in respect to this election have been unconstitutional. It's not just illegal. It's not just statutory. It's on the level of the Constitution, which is why there has been appeal to the federal court to take a good, strong, quick look at what has been presented to them. So, Uh, Thank you, Jane Doe 2. I guess that's like junior. (laughs) Um, And uh, (laughs) really, very much appreciate it. Is there a Jane Doe 1 in the house? Hello? Is there someone who was involved in the filing in San Francisco or who would like to speak about that? Is that Kirsten?
3: Yes, I, well, first of all, I, um, I'm sorry, I was actually with um, Jane Doe One um, the second day. She ended up having to go to Boston twice because the first time she went, her, the um, the amount of money that they told on the website that you need to give was actually a different amount. So she had to, she went back twice um, and Jane Doe One was going to be here. Maybe she has technical issues, but she, um, she expressed a great joy, um, a feeling of joy after She went to the court. Um, In San Francisco also, the response of um, one of the plaintiffs was an email sent out to all her friends saying, yay, I sued the U.S. government. And, I mean, that's actually what happened. And what people often think, what I learned from watching um, the experiences of my um, friends, what happens is people think that you somehow have to have a lawyer to be able to work with our court system and that somehow having a lawyer – gives you an advantage, and that's the conventional wisdom. Um, the trick is, in this, this time, this is an unprecedented situation, and the, the very um, experience and, and expertise that usually helps lawyers figure things out is getting in their way of being able to think in a new way and to actually come up with a solution, even though um, we have found a solution that is firmly rooted in the Constitution and actually, as Kelly mentioned and, and Jane Doe too mentioned is very much um, protecting and and um enacting or living out our constitution as opposed to opposing it. But but there's a mythology that if you're a citizen, you're 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 down for the count before you go into the court. And actually what our plaintiffs found was even with paperwork sometimes not exactly in order and they had to scratch things out or they had to they had to go back and rewrite things, sometimes turned in And what by lawyer standards would not be acceptable, not only was that paperwork accepted, they're on the docket. They have case numbers. They are going to be given emergency hearings shortly, or a judge is going to make a decision and get back to them. But these are all real cases in motion. And all of the plaintiffs have told me, just like us, um, we're going all the way. We're not stopping if one ruling or two rulings or three rulings don't go the way we want. We're just going to keep on going.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. What I hear is a real commitment, Kirsten, to the rule of law and to what the Constitution upholds in terms of the integrity and the dignity of the American people. And no, that Mitchell, far transcends the local character of the infraction we're facing. Yes.
3: Yeah, and, you know, it's funny you used the rule of law. I'm so, so glad you did, because there's another misconception that people have. And, in fact, some constitutional lawyers who uh, remained unnamed, because I still esteem them very highly, but um, some of these people have said that because the Supreme Court justices are expected or or because of their personalities or because of their history or whatever, they are going to put rule of law... First, and therefore, overrule the illegal, hacked um, election that was controlled by a foreign power. So that is illogical thinking, and it's it's the kind of a place we're at right now in a world where, um, as um, Kelly mentioned, you know we're we're being given actually untruths by the mainstream media. We're being told, in uh, in the face of what we all know to be true, just being you know logical thinkers. We're being told that oh, there's no evidence that the election results were changed. Um, so in this world, um, say, taking words like "rule of law" and flipping it around, which is the other, you know, the other side is that we're actually saying the rule of law demands that the Supreme Court do its job because we've made hundreds of phone calls. Jane Doe too and I wrote a petition pressuring Elizabeth Warren, Senator Warren, who is now planning her post-Trump. Opposition stance, okay? That's my personal opinion. I'm not speaking for Jane Doe too. but the point is the politicians have completely failed us. President Obama decided to hand the keys to the house over to a child with a machine gun. Um, so our recourse is the executive I'm sorry, the judicial branch, and that recourse is asking them not to do something they can't do, which is come up with a political remedy. But, in fact, it is to ignore the political ramifications, the potential chaos and turmoil. Yes, we'll have chaos if this election is called off, but trust me, it'll be much, much less chaos and much better to do it that way than to live with, um, you know, falling into a dictatorship. And, in other words, the Supreme Court is not allowed to, or nor can it, set up a new election. But it can absolutely um, issue a permanent injunction and forbid – that any candidates that were selected by Poon in a hacked election are allowed to actually take office and lead. So that's, um, that's why rule of law is so important that we focus on the fact that we are patriots, we are following um, the Constitution, and we are following the rule of law. And, in fact, we are in a constitutional crisis already. It's just that people don't want to face that reality.
0: Yes. I mean, I I would make a case that we have been in a constitutional crisis actually for many, many decades, but I don't want to open up that can of worms in this case, because (laughs) if you really want to look, you... One would be horrified to look at the at the terms of the Constitution and what actually happens, and the, even there are statutes that are unconstitutional. That's a whole yep. other really interesting story and narrative to unfold, but that's not for our purposes today. But what yeah, you're but saying you know, your is It's a good point. It's very helpful, it's a good point. and it helps to it helps to elucidate. Uh, how deep in we really are and how we the people. I mean, look at this. I have had this radio show that I have been hosting and producing for many, many years now, and a TV show in New York City called A Better World TV that's been going on every week since 1993, a non-commercial TV show. And never do I say that I am some kind of journalist impartial to. I, quite the contrary, say I am an activist, meaning Actively involved and engaged in the holding up of certain values and certain core understandings that will maintain the integrity, sustain the integrity of our country, of our people. For me, I'm not, uh, you know, so called uh, America centric. I'm planet centric. Well, well, you know, Mr. good a good point about that. One moment, one moment, please. because this country happens to be a world leader, Our, how we show up on the world stage is even more important than if, with all due respect to a small country in South America or Africa or Asia. When a decision is made here, some say that it's really not president of the United States, it's president of the world. So how we behave now has an effect that is literally worldwide. Yes, Kirsten. Right,
3: but the 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 beauty of what you're saying again, the more you know, I was attracted to the solution originally because the creator, um, Gerald, was adamantly refused to discuss the fact that I voted for Hillary or you voted for Jill Stein or somebody didn't vote. This 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 goes beyond any ideology, any um, but it goes to the heart of what it means to be an American. And I would say I am American centric although i'm a globalist but i believe america is supposed to stand as you said for the very basic a democracy means that your vote you have you you have the right to vote and it's counted and and the beauty of what you just said is even if and and i'm sure i know you're right that both democrats and republicans human beings have have long meddled in and and tainted and done things to our past elections but the great thing about this is we found this big gap in our constitution. It's like a bug when you reissue a software. You always have to send updates. So, if we fix this, we can go way further than just throwing out a new election. We can set up a whole new process to make it much, much, much more difficult, if not impossible, to do all the kind of monkey business that whoever was doing in elections all over the country have been doing for however many years.
0: The beginning. Absolutely. No, I appreciate the points, Kirsten, very much. I, I, just for clarity's sake, I'm not a globalist. I said I'm a planetarian. It's different. (laughs) We won't get into the
2: (laughs) <laughs> today.
0: but what, what at base what we're talking about is integrity in living, integrity in acting and it's a very important point and the many times that Gerald Sanders has been on the show, she and I have both reiterated the very strong point that this is a completely a non-partisan matter, it is not because you voted for one person and I voted for another, this has literally nothing to do with it it's it transcends partisan politics. It actually transcends the role um, for the moment of the uh, executive and um, legislative branches. This is a judicial matter that involves who is making decisions to uphold the Constitution. And it has to be understand, understood in this way, that there is we are saying in these motions there has been a violation of the Constitution, of the protection that is given to us as st- on the state level of uh, Article 4, Section 4 which states that the United States government will protect the free and fair elections per respective state. I'm not quoting, it's a paraphrase, but that's the basic idea and we are stating declaratively the United States government did not protect the integrity of voting per state. In fact, it was invaded by a foreign power. I mean, what more invasion do you want before you make a statement like Senator McCain made? This is an act of war, and it is up to us, it is up to Congress, it is up to the President, it is up to the media to wake up to the reality of what has actually happened. Because, buildings aren't toppling down the way we saw on 9-11 doesn't mean that we haven't been toppled our election has been toppled and it needs to be understood with the gravity that really has taken place so uh, do we have another Jane Doe in our midst that hasn't yet spoken going once, going twice Okay, it sounds bad. Kirsten, would you She'll like to weigh in on another experience and feeling of one of those that you know that you were assisting yes. in the filing process?
3: Yes, well you know there are three um, people in Massachusetts that signed Jane Doe too, who is being anonymous on the show um, but has, not, has been very brave about who she is and um, we now have um, a number of other people in Massachusetts, other states that we're hearing about that are getting excited and getting inspired and are signing on. And um, Jane Doe um, One Jane was so empowered, she's bringing other friends of hers to go and add to her petition because it's a right of citizens to join other people's petitions and you can fight invite other, invite other people to join. So there's safety in numbers or you can feel like you're having more of an impact making a bigger statement. Um, And these are actually not the petitions like you have online where maybe somebody will see it and maybe somebody won't. These are actual legal actions that are now in the court system that are directly tied to the federal court system. And the ultimate, when I say the worst case, the last case, there is no last case for us, but the Supreme court. So it's directly tied there. So this is not a pie in the sky scheme. This is not a short-term solution. This is not a fix or a workaround like trying to convince illegitimately elected electors that they should suddenly bow out or be kicked out or whatever. This is a real um, citizen-inspired and activated um, legal action, a real legal remedy. And hopefully once um, some decisions start happening, you know, then maybe the legislative and the executive branch can still step in and do their jobs. You know, if not, we're Absolutely. taking this all the way. And Jane's Doe one I know Thank wanted you, to yourself. be on today, so maybe next time.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. And Jane Kelly, Dose, is like... Jane
3: Doe too still so there?
1: Yes, I'm here. Uh, Kelly. What are your
0: thoughts, uh, Jane uh, I'd like to ask you, if you would, to give us and our audience what you feel are the best action steps for anyone listening that may want to get involved because it is, it is touching them in a similar way that it has touched us and want to participate either by filing themselves in their respective jurisdiction or donate money or petition or write letters and we have a very clear writing Uh, need and phone calling need to the White House and to Congress, but especially the White House and to the media to call them out on their basically blacking out this whole subject.
1: Oh, thank you. I do have some things that people can do. First of all, we have filed these cases, and I have posted the um, cases online, which you can follow me at, at MountainMD, which is M-T-N-M-D, and you can find a link to pull those cases up. I can't recommend to you. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just telling you what we've done and letting you know that as a citizen, you have the opportunity to do the same. Also, we do have a GoFundMe site, which is GoFundMe.com slash new election, and we really are in need of funds for various costs that we have personally incurred, Um, and also there's news posts and blogs that help you understand and update what's happening. You can follow all of us uh, on Twitter, which those are also posted in the same site. We would like for everyone to make three to five calls a day to your senators, your House of Representatives person, and the president or vice president. If you can put those on speed dial on your phone and just make a call every day to each of them saying, I want a new election, they need to be hearing from people because they think that their efforts at normalizing this abhorrent situation is okay with the American people. And I will say, if you don't speak now, you will forever hold your peace. Um, Also, one of the things that I really work with personally is helping people to maintain calm and serenity and power during this tumultuous time. I feel that if... President Trump is allowed to take office. There is going to be, uh, if people think it's bad now, just wait. And it's going to behoove every single American to maintain peace in their heart. I can tell you we've been working 18- and 20-hour days for weeks now. And the ability to maintain calm and steadiness is rooted in some mindful practices. So do that now. Get involved with a daily mindful practice because you are going to need it. Um, And the next one is get involved with the community. Um, we know that uh, meetings held by politicians right now, um, uh, town halls, and various organizational meetings are are filled to capacity. We know that Americans are very angry about what has happened, and they're being dire- their energy is being directed to uh, legislatively fighting Mr. Trump. But I, I I sadly say that he appears to be totally immune to the laws of our nation or any sense of right and just. So I, although I support all of those activities, I think that the first thing we must address is this illegitimate election. I do think that finding friends and neighbors who can support you through this and who you can do actions with citizens need to learn how to be a citizen when a when a protest or an activity happens in your community turn off your tv throw on your shoes and go down you really must be heard now Um, it is no longer acceptable for american citizens to sit on the sideline and wait for them to fix it we get a lot of questions about our GoFundMe site. Where is this money going? It's like, well, go ahead and do actions yourself. Get up and move. Get a group of people. File with your court. Um, if, if, you know, if, if you want to be involved, there's a million ways to be involved that are effective and strategic. We're here to help if that's what you want to do. But the fact remains that every citizen must get up and get involved. Turn off your TV and start talking to your neighbors. You really must do this for the strength of our nation. It is the fabric. It is the steel structure which will get through this situation. And we need every single person listening to this radio to throw off your fatigue and throw off your skepticism and start being involved. We need you to be involved as citizens. We want you to be involved as citizens. So join us. Form your own group, go to organizational meetings, but know that this effort to set aside the election that was illegitimately held and interfered with by a foreign hostile nation must be set aside. We could use a lot of help on this right this minute.
0: Thank you, Kelly. Very, very well put. And uh, the importance cannot be overemphasized. What you're saying—it's actually a way of being that you're articulating here. It's not simply even related to this one subject, and it reminds me of uh, the quote attributed to Thomas Jefferson of of uh, the price of liberty is eternal vigilance, and he also called, if you remember, that the government would need to actually be overthrown every 20 years in order to keep it honest. So he had a kind of an understanding of the way that power corrupts. And unfortunately, we see it in every single administration, the way that power corrupts. And knowing that weak aspect of the human psyche and human nature. Uh, There were remedies that the Founding Fathers basically built in, if not formally into the Constitution and Declaration of Independence, into a lot of their uh, phrases and guidance at the beginning of the formation of this country. So your words uh, kind of very very much match that idea. On the level of mindfulness, I'd like to say that you know, I in yesterday's uh, radio roundtable, I directed uh, one of our guests, Alex Mohajer, to an article I had written for the Huffington Post on the trickle-down effect of emotional stress, and there is—it sounds funny—there is a political wounding that is taking place in this country. And it shows up in our lives as emotional stress and duress. And it's very real. Because what goes on on the top of a nation, whether it's in the body politic or in the captains of industry, when they are involved in actions that have no integrity or little integrity, there is kind of a, an emotional reverberation in the quantum field. That's the way that we talk here at the, at A Better World. In the quantum field, in the morphogenetic field that British biologist Rupert Sheldrake talks about. And everyone feels it. And it comes across also in lies that are told us by either the, our so-called leaders or by our uh, media leaders, those people that are called anchors. Think about that. An anchor is someone who keeps you. That keeps you. What does an anchor do? It it roots the boat, the ship, in in the dock. It's something that you can rely upon. And so these people are called anchor men and anchor women, and yet they are dispersing untruths, and our bodies feel the untruth. It may be unconscious many times, but of course we're talking about bringing this into consciousness, bringing this into awareness, but it affects us now, look at just what happened in Florida at the Fort Lauderdale airport, so sadly you know look every look at you know Orlando look you can just look across the nation at the killings that are taking place at the schools and it's like never before in our history um, but the last 10, 12, 15 years, we have witnessed the most atrocious, saddest col- columbine, you know, to go back a little further, but not that much. And I'm suggesting this that when there is a lack of integrity, there is a lack of dignity. And when there is a lack of dignity and respect, this is what trickles down. Money does not trickle down from the wealthy to the (laughs) non-wealthy. But stress does through the form of deception and lies. And we the people are here to turn this around and call our Congress and our President on the carpet for this kind of abuse and taking advantage of the people who are otherwise um, most willing for the government to do its thing to actually lead until or unless they violate the sacred and solemn trust with its people. And that, in fact, is what has happened here very, very clearly in this election. And that's why this public outcry is taking place. And I want to just thank each of you uh, on today's roundtable for standing up the way you have done so nobly and courageously. And putting those accolades aside, you have basically done what needs to be done in very simple English. You are just standing up for what's right, and we just are calling for more people to stand up for what's right. So let me just uh, ask both Kirsten and Kelly uh, for your last words for today's show that you would like to share with the people.
3: I'd rather pass yes. the baton back to Jane Doe, too. I'd like to get her closing thoughts being part of this and um, what she feels like she can take from this.
0: Don't know if she's with us any longer. Okay. I think not. So you okay. may have to All right. take the baton back. Yes.
3: All right. So I just wanted to say the biggest bonus for me is I have woken up myself and I have um, become myself... Um, an active citizen for the first time in my life. I thought I was active. I was politically active, um, very active, almost phonetically active with, you know, campaign signs and, you know, phone banks and, you know, messaging. But I was ignoring a lot of the heart of, um, you know, what it is we're doing and why. And it starts with being informed and and getting information and, um, you know, doing something about it and getting together with other people. And, And the final thing is just, I have some very close new friends that I know I can count on for anything um, because these friends who are you that are working on this with me, um, you know, your your heart is in the right place and you put your money where your mouth is. You actually carry out what you say that you believe in. And so that gives me a comfort and a strength that regardless of whether we're successful or not, and I do believe we're going to be successful just because you can't tell me that 300 million people um, are going to be let themselves get knocked down by a bully. Um, but even if we are, I have comfort in the fact that I have a new networking group of people who I know are going to keep on fighting and are not going to stop. And so that makes it just, just very much a worthwhile experience.
0: Thank you, Kirsten. Kirsten Elaine Martin, you have been a real trooper here. You've been, a, as you call yourself, a cat herder, and you know how to stimulate and elicit, it, elicit responses and reactions from a lot of people, and uh, it's really, you've played a, a true significant role in helping to move this entire thing forward. So, truly, thank you from a better world. Kelly. Senholtz.
1: I would like to Anything? summarize by saying I want to address what you said. There's sociological studies that talk about the, the actions of a people and how it changes our environment. That steel structure, which is the actions, words, and desires of the American people, must be repaired. The holes in it, like a screen, must be repaired so that the strength of the American people's voice can be heard again. And what we are doing is just a first step in that. Our voting system needs a major overhaul. Experts in the field know what needs to be done but have run into roadblocks making it happen. We know what needs to be done with dark money in our campaigns, and those are the two foundational issues which keep the American voice from being heard. So those two things must be addressed, but first, We have an illicit election that happened. We, as the American people, must not let that stand. When other countries have had this happen from the same players, the people rose up in tens of thousands in the streets demanding a new election. And the American people must throw off their slumber And understand that your job right now, this week, is to act and have your voice heard. We must not allow this illegitimate election to stand, or everything that this country stands for is gone.
0: God bless. Absolutely. GoFundMe.com forward slash new election. Right on. Correct? Okay. And MTNMD is the Twitter handle for Kelly Senholtz's uh, blog and her Twitter feed. And uh, at A Better World Web is that of A Better World. And we're, uh, we've jumped in as well to help uh, create a, a Twitter storm. <laughs> So I want to thank you all. I so appreciate the words of each of you and the Jane Doe's that joined us as well and everyone's actions here. I'd like to uh, close with the words of Margaret Mead, which is in my uh, signature on email. Quote, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. So while Kelly calls for the throwing off of the slumber of the American people get out from behind your texting, unless you're texting your friends about doing something about this election Uh, and wake up, you know, action begets action, love begets love and dignity invites more dignity and that's really what we're talking about here the dignity and integrity of our own constitution which confers protections that we need to uphold. These are said to be God-given and let's respect it and honor it on that level. So thanks again both of you for being on today with me on A Better World and I look forward to uh, chatting with you both very soon and we'll continue the good fight here for, for justice. Take care now. So, I think you've gotten an earful from people that are deeply committed to this cause, and I think you also see that the numbers are swelling. They're not just growing, they're actually swelling of people wanting to stand up and actually file in their own restrictive jurisdictions that's fantastic uh, more money is coming in and the more the merrier and don't think that you have to carry the whole weight by coming, coming in with $10,000 or 5 or even 1,000 no worry the fives the tens the 20s the 50s believe me are all truly appreciated And uh, just as in Bernie Sanders' campaign, what was it, $27.22 was the average? I'm I'm playing, but it was something like that. So, uh, truly, there is power in the many involved here. And uh, the number of views that are showing up has more than doubled on Kelly Senholtz's uh, Twitter feed this is fantastic, and they're beginning to grow at a better world web as well. I don't have as many interns as I could use to help me with this, so if that is at all interesting to anyone listening, please contact me at mjr at dot net mjr at a dot net also in closing, just to remind you that we too a non-profit 501c3 and we are able to continue our media presence through your kind donations, big, medium, small, all of it is so appreciated. You can go to our website, a TV, and there's a PayPal button there. You can always join and help us out with a donation of any size. Thank you, thank you in advance. We've taken on a lot because we feel America is worth it. Our freedom is worth it, and liberty and justice for all. Isn't that a sweet phrase? Well, let's see it happen. And it is up to us to actually demand it. And when we demand it, things happen, folks. Thanks again for joining. This is Mitchell J. Rabin. I look forward to seeing you all next week.